Test, test. Uh, metronome off. Looks good. Can't help it. There we go. Yeah. What's up, Ev? <laughs> Not much, man. Good to hear from you, dude. <sighs> likewise, likewise. What are you up to today? Not much. Slept in super late. It was one of those, like... Okay, so I've been going to bed at, like, uh, four. <laughs> A lot of video games this week. <laughs> Last night, I fell asleep on the couch at maybe one. And then woke up at, like, five. Did a load of laundry. Like, did some reading. And then was, like... <laughs> like, looking at, like, tattoos and shit. It's, <laughs> like, one of those nights. So then, like, I went back to sleep. Woke up. Um... Just did the half day yesterday, is what you're saying? No, yesterday was full. I don't know. I guess just, like, today, I haven't been awake for very long. But just sort of, like, I guess I got played a lot of music and woke up, cast and that kind of thing in the house. And then I got on eBay. Um, I think I placed one bid. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's where I got the radio at, eBay. The radio hat? The radio. That's where I got the radio at. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. eBay right, yeah, right. yeah yeah so you okay that's interesting because when I was looking I couldn't find one has that come in yet not yet man it's been going through some weird in transit moves uh on my tracker you know um she's been in Chicago for a while like <laughs> just keeps saying different in transit updates within Chicago um but yeah I don't know it said guaranteed delivery by June 5th, which was Friday. Um, yeah. Still not here yet, but I've just kind of been... Uh, I excitedly just took the radio out, so my car, like, it doesn't even have its battery um, necessarily hooked up right now because I had to, like, take out the, the negative charge while, you know, just to not blow any fuses or anything um, to take the radio out. And, you, oh. and so my car <laughs> is just sitting in my backyard right now, like with, with like the radio is like in kind of, it's just like in a place where it's like out and like, you can see all the cords. And so it's like ready to be unplugged. But, um, I just like have it in the perfect position so that like I can right when the new radio arrives, like be really prepared to just swap it, you know? Yeah. I was just That's excited. Funny. Yeah. Just your car sitting in the backyard, <laughs> working on the car. Yeah, I actually was just chilling with, like, the hood up for a bit after I, like, kind of had gotten <laughs> done with, like, the little thing I was able to do. And uh, there was this little chipmunk that was, like, going into the hood. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Better get this guy out of here before he, like, yeah. gets into my car, into the body of my car, you know? Yeah, I've heard, like, in the wintertime that, like, stray cats will sometimes, you know, crawl into the wheel well and, like, chill on your engine if it's still a little bit warm. Wow. And that, like, potentially by starting your car you can kill them, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just not super common. I definitely don't, like, check. Mm. Mm-hmm. But if it happened, that'd be traumatic. Like, you just, like, smell something going down the road. Keep <laughs> 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 off your head and it's just a cooked cat. Mm. Yeah, that'd be tragic. Did you have any trouble finding that radio? So there's like none for my car, but there's like a lot that are like for the 2000, 
2 model, which yeah. also works for the 2001 model. Okay, cool. Um, there was a decent amount to look from, and there was, like, I had to, like, figure out which one was the best to pick, because certain ones would be, like, $30, but then it's, like, $18 shipping, and so then this one I got was, like, 40 but it was free shipping. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, I, I think I still could have done a little better, but this one just seemed trustworthy and... Uh, oh, and it's one of those things where, like, once it's in and you're just, like, playing music in your car, you, like, you don't care if it was 40 instead of 30. Yeah, no, that's where I you was, that's where my, it. yeah, that's where my uh, options were at. It was, like, I can really look and get the perfect one for 30, um, or... You know, there's a lot in the 40 to 45 range, and then there's some that would add up to be, like, 50 or 60, which are just the the, the, the ones you don't go for. So so I was in the middle, and so either way, yeah, I'm not going to be down about it. Um, yeah. I uh, was just happy to pull the trigger and excited to have that cassette player. I'm, I was thinking about doing a, of course, as I was sitting there watching, like, this video on YouTube to, like, how to install a Bluetooth radio into your 2001 Toyota Corolla, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about doing, like, a, my own tutorial on how to install a new radio into your 2001 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> like, with my 4K camera, like, you know, and have my video not be about installing a Bluetooth one, but just, like, the same kind, like this cassette, you know, radio. Um, and just put on a character for that, you know? Yeah, like I those mean, videos. I, I, I keep watching them because I keep having to do things. They're fantastic. They're one of the best things about the internet. Yeah, <laughs> car repair YouTube. Uh huh. I mean, <laughs> just, just repair, repair YouTube. Repair YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was thinking about entering that market with like a goofy character, but like really nice cinematography and <laughs> looking camera. You know. Yeah, there's a guy that does it with, like, not necessarily repairs, but just, like, motorcycle stuff in general. Like, I found his channel, I think, when I was just, like, first looking for a bike, and he just had a video about, like, things to look for when you're buying a used motorcycle. But it's all, like, this very theatrical. It's, like, got skits, and he'll, like, break the fourth wall in them, and, like, it's, like, really well done, like, aesthetically and, like, content-wise, and it's, like, funny, and, like, he, like, knows his shit. And he's even just, like, doing things about just, like, the whole business plan of Harley and, like, where they've shot themselves in the foot and, like, going into, like... It's just, like, really interesting that it's, like, super high-quality production just on this, like, kind of, like, motorcycle page. It's it's kind of interesting because I feel like it's just kind of this wave that it's natural and it makes a lot of sense, but I didn't necessarily see it coming. Like, I kind of just mm. always thought, you know, repair YouTube would stay as, like, a, you know, a shaky camera in one hand kind of poorly explained but also figure outable yeah it just it does everything but just very very hand camera in one hand mm -hmm. other hand in your car or whatever um uh, or no, or course, put the camera to, to the side and and then you just can't see what the guy's doing <laughs> that can happen that yeah. can happen or the sound can be weird and they, i don't know i mean like nobody like it's totally sufficient Mm -hmm. But there's definitely room in the market. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it's such a good place to, like, look up what you need to learn how to do, you know? So, like, 
there's a decent chance you can get some random people clicking on your video just because like there's always gonna be people that don't know how to do you know little things that that would go to youtube to get the to get the lesson you know yeah and it kind of feels like giving back <laughs> yeah like in it you are kind of teaching <laughs> it's cool just like yeah we've gotten so much from youtube but i really haven't contributed a ton yeah man huh but uh yeah so the radio's not in but <laughs> i'm just uh excited about that that's cool what else you been up to Dude, today, Ellie and I went to uh, the Coralville Beach. Oh, yeah. Just relaxed out there for a bit, and she kind of dropped the uh, the idea, the thought of, well, you know, we weren't able to visit your sister in Spain, but um, she is in Washington now, and, you know, Twin Peaks was set in Washington, Maybe we could go on a trip to Washington and then visit the the world of Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> so you're in the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we were uh, yeah we were driving there and she was talking about that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we basically are in the car. Um, yeah. Uh, I called Holub see what he's up to this week because might as well go down to San Fran while we're at it and he's pretty free so we're really thinking about doing it I was just looking up Amtrak prices no shit dude I want to do it man but it's it's a little more expensive what are, what, are, what are we talking about? We're talking, so, there's a trip Wednesday of this week <laughs> yeah, yeah. to Sacramento that then goes up to Seattle. There is the option where we could just get off at Sacramento, drive the hour and a half with a rental car or something with, to get to, uh, to get to Holub, to San Fran. Or yeah. or we go up to Seattle first, like from there. Like we go straight to the Seattle, we do the whole double train trip to Seattle and then and then after seeing that drive down to San Fran and maybe instead I I don't know. See that's where it gets trickier. I mean that was kinda of what I was looking into, but it does seem like the thing that would make most sense would be to get a room on an Amtrak for seven hundred and forty five dollars to Sacramento. So 745 split between the two. Oh, round trip? Nope. Hmm. So we would have to rent a car and you can I can rent a car in in Sacramento and return it in Cedar Rapids. Um <laughs> because yeah, just because enterprises, you know. How much do you know how much that would be? Yeah, about I think it would be about 300 No shit. So it's cash. just by the day. There's not miles. There's not miles. It's unlimited mileage. Fucking hey, that's, that's like way better than I thought it'd be. I always thought it was by miles, but dude, they do it by day now. And it's $221 a week for most cars. 
Wow. So we were, yeah, so we were going to just drive it from, you know, Sacramento to San Fran, from San Fran to Squacomo or whatever the Twin Peaks real name is in, in Washington, which is near yeah. Seattle. And then uh, head on back and maybe stop and stay in Billings for a night to cut the trip on the way back from uh, Pullman, Washington, which is where my sister is, which is on the eastern, eastern edge of Washington. So how long, what's the timeline on that? You said so basically it takes like a couple of days to get to Sacramento. We, we would leave at like 6 p.m. from Mount Pleasant, and it's about a 40-hour trip. But you have a bed to sleep on, and they provide all your meals. And there's like a dining room you can hang out in. There's an observation room you can hang out in. So you're not just like stuck in a little seat. Um, yeah. You're essentially in a moving Airbnb, uh, which is really expensive, but also really incredibly beautiful and, you know, right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. um, and supposedly, so it's called the, the, the specific route is called the California Zephyr, which goes through the mountains of Colorado. Um, supposedly one of the more beautiful routes that Amtrak provides. Wow. It is a lot more expensive in total once you calculate it all out, which I was just doing, which is why I was a little late to the call um, to do that than as opposed to driving just Ellie's car, you know, all the way. Cause gas is a little bit cheaper right now. And um, yeah, it's just it's just like a lot cheaper to drive to pullman washington than it is to then it is 745 dollars to get to sacramento you know sure so sure. plus an extra 300 for a car to come back yeah 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 i'm with you so it's tough you know because it would be really cool to do an amtrak yeah and i mean it's something you've wanted to do for a while and the money's kind of here right now yeah um does that include meals or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. So it includes meals, coffee. Ooh. Which actually, I mean, like, not the, you know, if that's a couple days. Yeah, You man. can definitely factor that into the savings. See, that's what I was thinking. But but it's, see, it, it gets to a point where, like, yeah, it's still going to be a lot more expensive. But, like, okay, I can keep adding more factors into this to, like, reason for it to be, you know, not so much more expensive, you know? Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, too, you would have to break up that drive, so that's a... You don't have B&Bs on the way there, yeah. So that's, yeah, you're probably saving at least 100 there. And then food between the two of you, that's at least another one or two. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, the gas. And then the gas. So it actually is pretty competitive. And then the extra the 300 on the way back is just like, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not too bad for, like, doing it the way you want to. Like the radio, interesting. Yeah. And then so the other option we're we're contemplating is doing a rental car from Cedar Rapids to to do the whole drive, and and to fly from San Fran, which is like a a ninety dollar per head flight back. No shit. Yeah. To Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Fucking a, dude. Yeah. How I much mean, is because prices there, like, are so simple? down right now. I mean, dude, we were right. even looking at it and after looking at this, like, after really <laughs> giving Ellie this this pitch for the Amtrak, 
she just says, well, would this be like more expensive than a flight to Sacramento? Because we're looking at a $745 trip to Sacramento, essentially, you know? And, and so I look it up and, you know, as the app's loading, I'm getting nervous and yeah, you see $84. (laughs) And so you're kind of just like, well, shit. (laughs) I mean, uh, and like COVID wise, it's not too different. I mean, you get to skip the airport. You get to skip the airport. But, I mean, like, I feel like it wouldn't be terribly difficult to, like, you know, you're wearing a mask, you're not touching shit. I really don't touch shit in an airport, usually, anyways. And I think they're doing, like, one seat per per row right now, anyway. Yeah. I feel like everything's handling it pretty responsibly. So it'd just be, like, the actual cabin, which is no different than the train. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. It, it's really tough because like all options are really good like if we just drove we would have a lot of fun and it would be the cheapest and we would know that while we're on the route you know um but also if we rented a car we could fly back and we would know that during this drive there we don't have to drive back we're gonna fly back you know yeah which is just nice because you have excitement on the way there, but on the way back, you you don't really. Um, unless you have a good planned route back where, like, you're going to stop somewhere else on the way back and it'll be cool to see this place, um, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I've been doing a lot of that today, and then... Um, what if you Amtrak there and flew back? It's a so good, it would kind of like a good make, option, man. You kind of like make up the time and the money, because it sounds like flying's cheaper than anything. Yeah, well, no, flying isn't quite as well. Yeah, I guess we could fly both ways, and that would probably that could be the cheapest route. Flying both ways sounds the cheapest, because yeah, you're not gonna get there on ninety dollars a gas. But I guess I mean you get to split the gas, but still. The thing is, the cheap flights aren't until like next week. I guess. Mm-hmm. The ones I was seeing were, were one-ways, you know? So I guess I could try and find two one-way flights, you know, kind of separate that were both kind of cheap. Still waiting on Holob's confirmation, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he's living with his grandpa. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, like, he was pretty confident. He just had to, like, talk to them about it. Um, but when I told him the plan was kind of to hit San Fran last which I hadn't thought about Amtrak until just recently. And the Amtrak leads us to be, like, San Fran first. So that might be really tough on Holub. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's Friday. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's Friday, dude. <laughs> but hey, it's Friday, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> It was cool, though. Like, right when I called you, I was like, man, I was just thinking it'd be cool for you to come out here and, like, we just do a skate vid. <laughs> and I was like, dude, yes. Like, that'd be so fun to, like, see San Fran via, like, the places he'd like to show me while he skateboards through them and I try and capture what the places look like on a camera, you know? Yeah. It'd be fun. So I'm just picturing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah man I, I'm hyped about it 
So you think it's happening? I think it's happening, and... Because if, if something didn't quite work out with Hollow, I mean, you could still... I mean, we could just go right up... We could go up to Seattle, you know? We could just... We don't have to stop in San Fran if Hollow can't handle us, you know? But... Ideally, that'd be... That'd be the route. Damn, dude. Like, Ellie is just working with the angler t uh, remotely, like, on her computer. So... We're able to do it right now. Kind of just recognized that, and really, like, as soon as the thought came out of her, it was like, we both were pretty locked in on, like, okay, so, like, how should we go to Washington? <laughs> it's pretty yeah. quick. It's a pretty quick flip. Like, I didn't even how? end up, I didn't even end up going in the water at the beach because I was just so, like, <laughs> thinking about the trip. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd already forgotten about that element, too. So, how long would the drive take? So the plan would be to push through the first day, 14 hours to Billings, Billings, Montana, Airbnb, okay. B&B that 15 hour drive, about a 15 hour drive to Billings. Um, and I've seen you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could at least do, I've proven to do what, 10? Yeah. So... I mean, Ellie says she can easily do 10, too, because she used to do that to go to Nashville when she went to Belmont. So, um, you have two people who are overly confident about a 15-hour drive. Um, two drivers <laughs> who can throw double digits. Two drivers who, like, really confidently, some for some reason, claim they can easily do 10. <laughs> um, I mean, I believe it. I've never, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, dude, Ellie is really good at reading in the car, which, like, I'm not good at at all, but, like, that's a great setup right there. Like, if somebody is able to really entertain themselves with reading, like, Cassie's good at listening to books, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Ellie's really good at reading in the car, so, like, she just got two new books that came in, you know? So, so that could be a, a smooth 15. Who knows? Um Anyways, yeah, so it's a 23-hour drive to Pullman. So 15 hours to Billings, which is on the way, uh, and then another, like, seven or eight to to my sister. So do you know how many miles that is at all? I think it was, like, I think it was 800. It's, like, 2,100 total between the whole, to get, like, from here up to Pullman, up to Seattle, down to San Fran. Was 2,100? Yeah. You sure? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Damn. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, let's see. So Pullman, Washington. One thousand six hundred. But that's not like there and back. Like I said, because I was that was planning for the flight from yeah. San Fran to Cedar Rapids. Yeah, one thousand six hundred from Pullman to uh, to Pullman, and then Pullman to Seattle is two hundred eighty-five. Mm-hmm. 
And then Seattle to San Fran. Eight hundred. So I can't remember exactly where I was, but between two thousand one hundred and two thousand six hundred, I'd say miles. Yeah. And again, those don't matter in terms of like if we did do a rental car, but. Yeah, yeah. I was just like trying to imagine it. See if we Amtrak there to to Sacramento. See what I'm thinking is I tell my sister to meet me, meet Ellie and I in the Twin Peaks area of Washington. Have her drive, you know, four hours that day to meet us there. That way. I mean, we wouldn't see Pullman then, but we could Amtrak. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, actually. Yeah, what if I flew out of, what if we, what if we went to San, okay, well, dude, I'm just going to figure this out later with Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> um just fun to think about oh it's so fun to think about <laughs> you've been thinking about any trips lately well i mean just like literally like within the last half an hour like I okay, mean, before yeah. this even yeah i just had the most boring week um a lot of video games and youtube and you know and i'm just like not really used to that kind of week and so that's just got me yeah I, i'm kind of it's been interesting i do just feel like i'm not like if this is a real opportunity that this much time um, yeah it, it's confusing maybe I'm not because yeah. like when you go somewhere right now like maybe everything's closed yeah. but um at the same time it's like you don't have to call off work so and like a lot of places are available for pickup you know but but mostly you're going to places to see what it looks like there yeah. not necessarily what it you know, not necessarily what the coffee shops they have are like, you know. You're just trying to, like, see their trees, you know. <laughs> you said it. You said it exactly. <laughs> and I don't know about, like, state to state, but I imagine if, like, that trip, I imagine most of those states are open. You know, if you're going through South Dakota into, you know. See, that's what I'm thinking, too, man. All that shit's got to be pretty open. Yeah, I don't know about, like, Washington, but there's specifically, like, just a legendary diner which um twin peaks uses uh, a lot that like really really trying to hit it's called the double r diner it's really called tweety's cafe but um it would be really great to have a slice of cherry pie in there <laughs> I will say, I, I really hope that we Amtrak it, but I totally get it if we decide not to use that dollar. Or or especially if, like, you know, if Holub can't take us in that quickly. Yeah. Damn, that's exciting. 
It's inspiring. What was the trip you were just scheming up before the call? Um, I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. That's you were just question. thinking about either, a trip. Yeah, yeah. Either maybe just messaging Turner, maybe messaging yeah. Jonah. Part of what brought it into my head today was I'm just like, I haven't climbed anything in months. Mm. And, um, yeah, even so I was looking like Climb Iowa, there's two gyms like in the Des Moines area. One is still closed, one's open, but it's not the one that I want to go to. And I was like, man, but like rocks open. And I was like, Tur I don't know, Turner was talking about getting equipment. So I was like, I'm just going to see maybe if he had anything to go do a climb trip. But then also, like, I know Jonah's leaving I maybe either at the end of June or the end of July to move, move. So if we were going to go west too, time's kind of crunching. Ooh, yeah. Which, that would be four days of the longest rides I've ever done. Like, consecutively? There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then back. Um, well, but that would be, yeah. But you could also just make it as long as you wanted, theoretically. It'd be kind of exciting. I did, yeah. I rode the day before yesterday. I met up with Cassie's moms. You were saying that, yeah, Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ended up doing that, and we just kind of met in the middle of the state, did a big loop, and went back. And I mean, I think I was riding for like five and a half hours. Maybe six and a half. Wow. Well, no, probably five and a half. Yeah, and it didn't even, like, that didn't even feel like, you know, my butt was sore, but it was like, it didn't feel like I was. You know, I'm falling asleep at the thing. at the cycle like oh not at all <laughs> yeah yeah you, you can't it's just too too uh too much oh of you can satisfactory yo you can <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i shouldn't be speaking as if i know but yeah but i mean yeah like i didn't even have to go into the coffee or anything and if you're doing the real deal you got coffee <laughs> and adderall gets you there <laughs> it is I mean part of it's just this weather that makes you want to see the world yeah yeah I just need to I never think about it man I never think about it but I need it to be brought to my attention um, so when Ellie brought it to my attention I knew but like I, yeah man I never think about it just get out yeah, I never really think about just getting out. Yeah, I'm even at the point where like I kind of am like considering what I watch on television because I don't, because like I'm just like one good Anthony Bourdain away <laughs> from, from like, hopping on a big plane. Flights, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which like th that I think I feel a little bit uncomfortable with, like um, socially, I guess. Um, but yeah, like. Every part of me at least wants to watch the television. <laughs> we were watching the Conan Without Borders a couple weeks back, and that was actually really cool. Yeah, Ellie's parents were into that. And so we watched a few. Do you remember like Mexico. which ones? Yeah, okay. I think that might have been it, actually. We might have just watched the Mexico one. Okay. 
We might have just watched that one twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. That's just like something that happens when you're like at your parents' house or something. Yeah. They just throw it on after you watched it the night before or something. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I was kind of just thinking like cable days. Yeah. You turn on cable and it's like the same episode of South Park again. (laughs) (laughs) KFC leaves. Yeah, the TA, the cannabis company moves in. <laughs> My dad just watches hoarders all day. Really? He likes hoarders? Yeah, but it makes my mom sick. <laughs> I feel that way when Cassie was watching, um, like, one of those addiction shows. I'm not even sure which one, what that's called. It's just, like, kind of depressing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want these people in my house. I'm like, yeah. I get that they're not physically here, but, like... <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's just, like, a family crying, telling them, like, Mom, like, you need to quit smoking crack. Like, dude, this is, like, affecting me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is being thrown into my consciousness. Like, I have to deal with this on some level emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, man. Don't watch Hoarders. (laughs) I don't want to. We are. In a minimal way. No, we're not even close, but but yeah, I mean, I got I got stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, we're eclectics. Yeah. Conscious eclectics. Mm, I, think, mm-hmm. I think that might be where I'm at. Yeah. It wax and wanes. Been doing a lot of uh, protesting this week. In Iowa City? Yeah, every day about. We usually go about two days on, one day off, but yesterday was the first night that we didn't go at all. Um, three days before that, I think we just went for like a little bit in the early sesh and then just let it out. But it's been it's been pretty wild here, man. Did you make it to the highway? Yeah. Dude, it was Which so night? beautiful out there, man. Oh, my gosh. So we went to the highway Thursday night. Um which was, okay, so the night before Wednesday was the night that we didn't protest. We, we went out for the first few hours or so, um, but then we went in because I had, like, a Zoom call with uh, some old managers, and, and uh, you know, it's nice to, like, take a night off from it, too. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of the pressure, especially Ellie's feeling right now, of wanting to, like, help and be a voice and be an ally, and but, but like, at a certain point, you need to, like, take a day off to still you know research and and read on things a little bit yourself but like yeah i don't know stay safe and just if you if you're if you can't stop thinking about it that might be a sign that you need a day off from it you know sure sure it it doesn't need to control it's good to have a level head yeah so um the night before wednesday the one night like we we didn't go you know um they got tear gassed on the way to the highway I don't know if yeah. you saw any of that. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. Cassie's been following it. Yeah, um, I bet. And she was, uh, yeah, she was in town, but I don't think she ended up going. Yeah, so I was but then surprised I did see we did yesterday. Hear Were you out there last night? Last night was, so that was, we went, Wednesday was the night the tear gas, then we went Thursday, Friday, and then last night was our, you know, two on, one off. So last night was our off. Okay. Because I just uh, saw, I was getting Snapchats from Stella. They made it out there, kind of people were at Kinnick, spray painting. The Nile Kinnick statue. Yeah. Spray paint comes off. But. Yeah. Yeah, some people were 
saying like i draw the line at niall kinnick <laughs> yeah well, i mean it's it like... is a weird one like you know well well i support smashing windows so i really can't like you know like i'm not actually i don't know I you're not anti yeah yeah i mean yeah fuck it and especially like that one like it's completely reversible like no but if they like tore the statue down I'd be like all right bro like that dude's like kind of like a hero you know what yeah. I mean? Like, in, like really, I, as far as I know, I was, like, no spot on his record. Yeah. It was just, like... Yeah. I don't know much, but, but yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. Like, I've, all if you spray paint it, it's no big deal at all. It'll be completely okay. It'll but be completely okay. The story of Niall okay. Kinnick that I know, which is pretty much just, like, the footnotes, one of the greatest... You know, I guess I was only Heisman winner. Super charismatic. Like, people said, like, like maybe would have, like, gone on to be, like, the president. Like, that caliber of person. Wow. It's just, you see him, he's infectious with all the right qualities. Just a person to look up to. And then goes goes off into war and dies. Wow. So. Yeah. M- you know, maybe there's an untold story, but that's like... We're talking that's about a, good that's pretty, that pretty, like pretty darn good character there. <laughs> yeah, like, that's who, like, that's a good statue, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, Which so I don't know. know if maybe they made maybe it. writing, maybe straight painting on it is not just disrespecting it though. Maybe that is like you're like kind of channeling like, hmm, what would Niall Kinnick think of this? Yeah, I honestly I don't think it's even has anything to do with Niall Kinnick to spray paint Niall Kinnick. I think that like the point of the spray painting of things is to just put your messages where people's eyes go to, and it doesn't matter what you're spray painting. It just matters what the spray paint is saying. um like right now they're not like i don't know they're not trying to say black lives matter over now kinnick's face um they're just saying black lives matter true Um, and i mean yeah it got the word out it got it gets the word out and and so people are looking yeah you're saying it where people are looking and then also you're saying it on places that are specifically you know have been known to or people have researched and figured out have had some racist um yeah stuff going on so so, so there's kind of yeah, both. You're right it is a very real tactic even if it's not that considered it's just to, to be heard to yeah it's just to be seen so, it's yeah. it's not it's not to damage a thing in particular it's just that like you need to you need to send your message i'm with it yeah yeah cool that um, makes sense it is yeah um but yeah dude highway? going on the think? highway was so great okay so so yeah <laughs> wednesday wednesday night they get tear gassed on their way to the highway which supposedly i was not there that night but um i had some people come over to our backyard because it's just right down dubuque you know so sure. um on the way back they just we stopped and we talked for a bit about the night and they said that like there's a whole line of state patrol covering foster road the corner we used to live at you know um mm. and so they're approaching them and i guess like five minutes after like getting within like their their site they had tear gassed and flashbang them so they didn't really like do anything they just yeah they just by approaching they just tear gassed and so do you then, know like what they were going to do had they reached the highway were they going to try to they, like, stop traffic yeah yep Ooh. it's it's a way to stop people from getting in to spend to stop people from spending money in iowa city i think wait is what oh. they're saying. wait so were they just gonna like chill on the exit ramp or wait, i was picturing so they're like going I, on i get 
Well, we we went down. We went over the ramp and then through. So we went basically the way the car would go. Yeah. To get to get onto 80, 80 West. So, yeah, it wasn't necessarily the exit ramp. It was the entrance ramp. So. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly, but um, but anyways, they weren't gonna be able to get through the line of armed police anyway. So, cause what's been happening with protest is we'll kind of walk through to certain areas and we have certain routes we follow and usually we've been going to the courthouse and the and the jail and it and it just stop there's just a bunch of police officers that are armed in like riot gear yeah. um and the crowd just kind of chants at them to take off their riot gear and to you know there is no there's no threat here so you know yeah and, and then the police don't do anything but we don't do anything either because it's a peaceful protest, so that's what would have happened, but they decided to just tear gas to get us out of there. Um, yeah. But anyways, the next night, the mayor was with the, the protesters, and I think that's why the police were more willing. Uh, the, the, the police actually blocked off the highway for us. Yeah. Um, which was Thursday. Uh, so we went out on the highway Thursday and they kind of just, you know, spray painted their messages on the highway, on the walls of the highway and had a speech out there. And then we went back downtown and then, and then Saturday or I mean Friday night. So the next night after having gone and touched the highway the first time, uh, we, we went right back out to the highway and they had it blocked off for us again. And this time we, we had a full hour where we just sat and it was like right away they were kind of trying to get like a, a talent circle going. Like if you, you know, if you rap, if you sing, like here's a megaphone, like show us what you have. Like this is about what people bring to the table. It's not about this, you know. So it was like it was, it was really cool. And it turned out to be mostly like speeches about stories and anecdotes that people had gone through um and you know people of color had gone through mostly and so uh that was just really you know a beautiful it was such a beautiful night like weather wise uh and just to be sitting out on that highway as the sun went down um was just such a unique experience you know like the highway is so big and you know i heard some somebody next to me as we're walking down that ramp to enter the highway it's like man i've never you know you never see this while you're walking it's like it's a whole different thing mm-hmm. um and it was just like that that was just it you know it was, it was really cool to see it it's just it really is just this it's a lot larger than you think you know when you're driving on it, it just seems like a road but it's, yeah. it's those are big roads man um so that was really cool and then um we actually went downtown and there was like a vigil for Brianna Taylor. It was her birthday. Um, and they had got a bunch of flowers and they had a bunch of people kind of, well, moment of silence and everybody was in a line to drop off some flowers by a, a, a picture of Brianna Taylor. Uh, it was a really cool night back to back. Those last few. And then last time, I'm not too sure what they did, but, um it's been a lot it's been a lot of what this week was are you gonna go out tonight 
It sounded like there wasn't any protest tonight, but that could be wrong. The plan was that they were going to protest. They were going to go out on the highway every night because they have a list of demands, like a specific list that the I- they want Iowa City's community to change. Um, things to implement in the school systems and in the, I guess, just laws. and um, So the plan is to, to protest until the laws are changed. And so they're going to go to different establishments that certain laws that they want or certain rules um, that they want changed. Do you know any of those? Yeah, so I could read them off to you here quick. Um, there, There's... Um, this Instagram page, which I was looking at, which they posted all of them, because that, that's what they did at the highway that one of those first nights was uh, just read off their their list of demands. Are um, these, uh, okay, so just out of curiosity, because I've seen a couple of lists for other places, would you say that some of these are more Iowa City specific? Or are these are Iowa specific. Iowa City specific. Okay, interesting. Uh, they want a 25% cut in funding for ICPD to be redacted, re- redirected to social services and intervention programs, like for mental health services, drug treatment, and addiction prevention, um, affordable low barrier housing, before and after school pro- programs, and public transit. Um, a citizen's police review board with real power, including sub subpoena. Uh, I don't know. Um, Sub subpoena, subpoena, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the ability to enact and enforce measurable consequences when board recommendations are not followed or implemented. Um, divestment from and removal of military grade equipment and contracts from the federal government. This is for the police department specifically. These first ones. Drop all charges against protesters. Uh, strong statement from city in favor of protests. Um, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> including, we including, demand that you back us up. <laughs> yeah, including the priorita- prioritization of police accountability for racism, addressing issues of systemi- systemic racism and, in- and inequality, and yeah. also the deprioritization of law, order, and property. Um, decriminalize the use and possession of marijuana up to 40 grams. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, uh, redu- reduction of probation length. Is and that can a city do that? I don't know. I mean, it's weird because technically states can't, but they do. Hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, decriminalize the use. Oh, okay, so I said that redu- reduction of probation length and no drug testing for marijuana. Um, Funding for SPI program, uh, Parks and Recreation. Um, and then for the school board, they want an alternative school review board process for students, uh, a representative school board, the complete remo- removal of SROs from city schools, so like police in schools, um, oh. police officers in schools. Housing, they, they, they want Johnson County Sheriff's slash ICPD may not enforce evictions, and the curfew must be lifted in Coralville. And that's it. Those are their requests. Interesting. Have you heard any, like, outside opinions on those? Nope. Huh. Do you think they're being, like, taken seriously? 
Not really. Um, like, at the moment. But I do think that these things could have changed, could, could be changed if they continue to protest. Kind of depends. I mean, dude, there's there was over a thousand people out that one night. I, I, I think. So I don't know. I th I think that things could get done. It just. Do you think that Iowa City can stay on this? It seems. It's hard to say because I didn't go last night. I think last night was a determining factor um, because the night before it had been a little bit of a smaller crowd. But there had been nights with smaller crowds in between bigger nights. So, But, but if, if there were back-to-back -back nights here with smaller crowds and the potential of maybe today not having a protest, that could really start to affect the turnout. Yeah. Oof. And you know, if Ellie and I hop on this Amtrak, that might be tough too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's you know there's protests everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm gonna take a quick leak. For sure. I did do a little uh documentary of one of the nights if you were curious um I, I took the the vhs camera out there some decent footage in it that one of the more important moments was when we got on the highway was a little too dark to see much but yeah i threw it on youtube I would just go to that old Ricky O'Connor page, man. You might as well watch the whole thing. All of them. Um, yeah, I would just type in Ricky O'Connor. My chant. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was fun though. I tried to like. I try to show a lot of different signs to kind of tell the story of where people's thoughts are at, you know? Sure. Anything stick out to you? We are not trying to start a race war. We are trying to end it. Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy that people could do that the other way. Yeah, man. And people are. I had a... The other day, so... I guess in relation to the tarot thing, you know, a little family update. Um, my sister had sent a couple things. My family's had a couple things back and forth, but it's all been... It's all been fine. Um, although some things are just like, 
my dad's kind of trying to, you know, he, he's trying to make sense of it. And my sister is also trying to share her thoughts, which are pretty um, similar to mine. And but my dad's aren't, you know. So, and my mom's been pretty quiet, and Tommy as well, recently. Um, but my dad ended up sending me just a message personally. Um, that you know it's all very complicated and he sent this video and there's a video of a woman um an african-american woman who was explaining how she didn't support george floyd and was going into how he was a criminal and that's sort of where my dad's at is going that route of getting to the specifics of this person whereas i was trying to explain how it's not necessarily about the. It's about the the whole thing. It's about the the bigger picture, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and that was a I tough. Mean, that was a tough conversation to have that's like, with a your really, dad. That's a, yeah. That's a really hard one to have him back to. Dude, and over text. Even, and I mean, even if that is completely the case, you know, you gotta go to court. <laughs> you can't decide this from the sidelines after someone's been murdered. Yeah. Like, he he was murdered, man. Like, they say that in his autopsy he was, you know, he was on drugs and, um, but dude, he was murdered. Like, and, and then so she goes into these statistics about, you know, black crime. And that's where I just had to, like, open up to my dad about how, you know, these these statistics are lopsided so how are they lopsided because i mean i don't know but i believe that that nobody is born a criminal you know and so if the statistics are lopsided then that means that there's something in the system that is is flawed to have made results that are lopsided you know yeah even like very specifically i was talking to a buddy that's kind of in the law enforcement side of things um yeah and he was just saying that like well like statistically like a lot of people do like have more like drug drug charges like well dude like you're getting these numbers from like people who have been arrested and found guilty of drug charges like it's kind (laughs) of a self-fulfilling prophecy because i think like all polls show that just people everybody loves drugs (laughs) (laughs) everybody does drugs it's like no race you know as of yeah alcohol is a drug alcohol is a drug by the way yeah oh yeah and you know yeah yeah but yeah but just substances you know it's just there are substances that you know people people use and there are worse ones of course but there are a lot you know like the use of marijuana it's being seen in a different light these days totally. and and you know and that it and it's being seen in a in a certain light when you look at the statistics um so it's just it just doesn't add up and so like yeah I, I had to try and try and give that to my dad um and he never really responded to that one um and then i went along to say to add sort of you know, the police system is kind of a whole different conversation, too. And 
I think Arian Foster covered it pretty well in, in this, so I sent him that same Dude, that shit was so podcast. And, and Tommy, you know, Tommy and Bird, they, they love Barstool Sports, which is what that was on. That was, sure. was the host of Bar, Barstool Sports. So um, I thought it would be a good way to get my dad to think a little differently um, just by listening to that podcast that he already has comfort in, you know? Sure. Yeah. Just to hear things that way, and especially the way that those guys handled it, you know, like with a very much of a like, hey man, I'm here to listen. Like I understand that, you know, there is a lot that's been wrong in in what's happened in the past of this country. So like, just enlighten me for a bit, let you know. And so, so I hope my dad listened to that, you know. Yeah. It's man, it's it's interesting having those conversations. Um, because I had one with my with my mom too, and I think she's much closer to where I'm at. Just because I don't know, my mom has a great heart. So like ultimately, she does want fairness for all people. Yeah. But then like the the parts where we differ is just kind of she doesn't think like uh, rioting. She's just not a fan of like rioting and um, looting and stuff. Which, that's what my mom know, that's that's exactly where my mom's at i haven't really talked to my mom about it much but i that, that's what she was jabbing at right away was what is going on with the looting yeah which like i get i get why some people can focus on that i also you know i think that there's a lot of ways in which that's just like really short-sighted but like i don't know i mean you can only do so much when you're having a conversation with someone and then like when i was talking to my you know law enforcement friend um who <laughs> is further much further than i'd like him to be as a friend let alone as law enforcement um i mean yeah you know that you're probably not going to be able to change their mind but you're just trying to in that i guess i was prioritizing our friendship i'm not going to yeah i'm not going I'm not to gonna go into your face about this yeah and just try to i don't know i was just trying to like open him up a little bit without ever like never trying to like force him to see where i was coming from um and even i don't know what i found just like most effective was just like we're just like asking very like like i just one one time i just said kind of asked and it was after sort of admitting that you know every human being has is is a little bit racist at least a little bit racist Mm. everybody Mm. everybody Everybody. And then a little bit later, it kind of, you know, he'd gone off a little bit, and I just asked, like, you know, like, how, like, do you think that you are at all racist? You know, and just, like, giving him the chance to, like, yeah. that, you know, and try to, like, figure out. Because, like, it is, it's just one of those where, like, and even, he has, like, good intentions, and I think that, like, part of his, like, deep respect for for police officers and anybody on that side is like that as a police officer, you should take your job seriously. And by doing that, it means being a good cop. And like, so he like looks at specifically the George Floyd case and he's like, absolutely condemns that. Like that is a bad cop. Mm. And you like need to get rid of bad cops. And so you need that, to get rid of bad cops. And that's what my first, my dad started with was listing off the research that he'd done about that cop in particular. Yeah. So he's trying to back up the fact that this is a bad cop. We need Absolutely. to get rid of bad cops. Totally. Which I think is great. 
And yeah. I almost think it's actually a really similar parallel to like, well, okay, this is kind of weird to say out loud now. I'm already like seeing things wrong with it, but I'm just going to say it because I'm already going at it. But it's sort of like, you know, most, oh, fuck, I don't know if I can say this. <laughs> um, it's just that like a, a, a small, small group can ruin it. And yeah. so it's like, it's like people who are looting. That's what Aaron Foster was saying. Of, protesters he was saying you come with it comes with having those people that are looters and you have to like kind of try and see seek them out and try and you know because they're gonna ruin your image yeah yeah and a lot of the times like cassie was saying is you have the possibility that some of these looters are not even for black lives Matter. that black lives matter they are specifically you know, specifically planted in this protest to try and make the protests look bad that um, shit is crazy. That is crazy. And that's It's like, something that you like want to dismiss, but like it's just like so factually so there that you have to Yeah, I mean I was even just seeing some shit and this I haven't like looked into further, but just like I think it was in California, a like specific location that there were going to be protests that night. There were these like pallets of bricks neatly stacked. Dude. Ready. What? Yeah, just like yeah, just like riot supplies, l- neatly laid out where it was gonna be, and it's just like fucking weird. That is weird. And there's just there are some weird videos of yeah spotting there people was, that are not. I saw about one, it. yeah, where like the guy like somebody lit like some homeless man's stuff on fire, and then oh, and then like the homeless man's like you know putting it out, and he's freaking out at the guys, and then he w- runs over to the cameraman. And the cameraman forgets to turn the camera off and he keeps videotaping the guys. He says, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, this is my stuff. And he's like talking to the guy, um, oh. essentially as if this guy is with the other guy that lit his stuff on fire and it's just them two. You know what I mean? Like from the, from the, from watching the video, it really does seem like this homeless man is, is talking to this guy. Like, what are you doing? Why are you lighting my stuff on fire? Like, wow. you're obvi- like, you're obviously the guy that just lit this on fire. What are you doing? And then the guy turns his camera off. But, like, yeah, forgot to, like, cut that part out. <laughs> or at least, like, maybe just didn't realize that it was that clear. Or that's, like, you know, he just thought that, oh, it looks like the homeless guy's going crazy here, you know? But yeah. But he's, like, actually very sane and just, like, what are you doing, you know? Damn, that's heavy. So... Yeah, man, it's really hard to tell, but luckily it seems like, I don't know, I guess I haven't been online as much. I'm just, like, more Iowa City-focused, but it seems like the violence in the in the rioting is going down now, um, and there's more of an emphasis on peaceful protests, but I could just be wrong there, because, um, I, I, like I said, I'm just so locked in on Iowa City's protests. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, well, I think it's, I mean, we can take a little moment, too, to acknowledge that it sounds like hong kong kind of had lost their battle hong kong had lost their battle yeah i mean they've been yeah they were protesting for for what Uh, so hong kong is technically they're like so like the history of hong kong is that a long 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 time ago they were like kind of under chinese control but then the uk controlled them for like a very long time too so they're like mostly like western they're like super like they like have had democracy freedom of speech 
and they're just like very very western um mm. but but china was just like trying to they, like they were they never like were giving them like fully freedom of elections like they would like okay you you can have a democracy but we'll pick who you can choose from and shit like that so the people of hong kong were protesting all of this and china just like continuously was just restricting it more and more trying to just make them a part of china and they're like mm. no like you've promised us like we have you know signed documents saying that you we are not a part of your control and that you will let us go completely and so they've been protesting all of that um and it sounds like that has finally hit where just china's not respecting it at all and it's just completely taking it over i remember at one point they were going to give um make it so that you could extradite people from Hong Kong to China. So, like, if somebody is speaking out, you can you can take them to China to be tried, and then you can just banish them. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, and so it was, like, kind of looking good for them just because, like, the protests have been so strong and going on for so long. But I think it just kind of hit a point where they're just like, fuck it. Which the UK has been super cool. The UK is offering... Um, they're offering passports, or, or they're offering visas, a 12-month visa for anyone that has a passport or can apply for one from pre-1997, I think. So it's like offering like 3 million people from Hong Kong can come to the UK with a visa that can earn you citizenship full-time there. Which it's interesting to see like how many people will actually go. It'll at least work for like students that are studying. Um, wow. But it's weird, too, because we just kind of passed uh, June 4th was the anniversary of Tiananmen Square, which I actually did not know much about. But just a video popped up on my on Reddit um, that I was watching. And the video is a little bit dated. I think it was maybe like 2006 thereabout. But it was just this Chinese man in China. And he would go around uh, and just like like ask people. He'd just be like, hey, like, do you know what today is? And he'd be like, uh, June 4th. You're like, you know what day that is? And they just go, uh, I don't want to talk about it. And they'd walk away. And you go, hey, you know what today is? And they'd be like, mm, I know what you're talking about, but I don't want to say anything. And it was mm. just happening like over and over. And I was like, wow, like, I guess I just didn't realize, like just seeing that was a little bit sobering. Um, yeah. And some people were even just like asking like, dude, like what unit do you work for? Like, why are you trying to set people up to like say something wrong that could get them jailed or wow. like at least like hurt their odds of getting a job ever. Yeah. So that like made me go back and really, you know, cause I only remember just like some of the images of Tiananmen Square. So I just want to refresh a little bit since it was the anniversary, you know? And yeah. um, essentially Tiananmen Square was just a, uh, this giant like student, mostly student led protest um, fighting for freedom of speech uh, freedom of press and things like that in China. Wow. And the Chinese government killed, nobody even knows how many, but it's like hundreds to thousands of people there. And then like, the, like they put out a list of like the 25 most wanted people in China that were all just like, mostly like students and shit that had like organized it. And they've just like looped that on television like 24 seven. And most of those people, some of them like left and have just never returned. Um, some of them have just never been able to get a job since. <laughs> but so it's just really like, crazy to wow. see that, like, specifically that. So they wanted freedom of speech and freedom of press. Yeah. And, you know, that's 
I think you know it's the seventies. So I think wow. it's the seventies. Dude. And they lost, you know, and it's just yeah. like, that's where it's at now. I mean they lost and they they were murdered. And they were murdered and they still do not have that. Yeah, it was like literally shot down. Literally shot down. And so it just kind of puts an exclamation point next to all of this. It's like you it feels like we're inevitably heading toward progress and I in a lot of ways I feel like that's true but just hearing something like that it's like okay right now we have the opening let's make sure we get it now because if we don't when it who here, knows how long it will it's take it's possible yes that it could go a lot longer yeah it's like that's the worry and that's the the reasoning it's both the worry of you know what will happen is the protests is you know slow down and things don't change and the the reason that protests are happening every day like you know deech asks me like you know how long are these gonna last and what's the purpose of these you know and so it's like the purpose is to keep this on people's minds i saw um there was a a tweet today that said um here I'll pull it up just really quick just because I thought it was it was uh, an interesting thing to, to see it said um, transformative change starts with us in the streets demanding it and it says the Birmingham movement lasted 37 days the freedom rides lasted 7 months the Greensboro sit-ins lasted 6 months the Montgomery bus boycott lasted 382 days so you know, you just keep protesting. Yeah. It's the only way that either, tragically, it gets shot down or it actually changes, you know? But if you yeah. just stop, if you just stop, then, you know, it, then nothing will happen. And or, that, or, or at one least of my a favorite little. things that Arian Foster had said when he was just saying that some people say, damn, I said say a lot. Some people say, what is protesting? And rioting gonna do, or or protesting and rioting does nothing. I call bullshit. Look at history. Mm. Yeah, Dude, and like I just thought that was like so potent, and like yeah, that that is the way I view all of this. While you know, looting whatever, you it's get already on that, doing but it's something. like, dude, like this is. It's already done is, a lot. Yeah, and and also it's, like it's this is just gonna keep happening. This is just going to keep happening. Yeah, unless we address it. So it's like, yes. if you actually care about rioting and looting and want to stop that, bro, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there so it's is a way. That Dude, you're so right. If you want to like, stop so, looting, even there's a way. That doesn't, yeah, there's a way. There's a way. And so I don't, like, fully encourage In the same way that, like, I'm a little bit apprehensive about, like, you know, straight-fitting now, connect, but, like, dude... Like that's you're just putting a little bit more pressure on there. You're just yeah. You're just all right. Well, then listen to us. Listen yeah. to us. All and you that's... have to do is listen to us. Like this is not a difficult game. And I thought another thing that I think it was Arian Foster that also said, it's like people think that being called racist is worse than being racist. <laughs> yeah. It's like he was saying that like people have more they. They hold on to the fact that their claim of, of not being racist rather than accepting or, or you know, or, or putting your feet in your shoes in somebody else's, you know, feeling put, like what yeah, it would it be like to, to be. Yeah, put somebody else's feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, and that really the, and, is. And at the end of at the end of that interview, he also said like, you know, Cornell West is a is a guy that. Yeah. Um, he speaks on this in a very you know a very insightful way in, in a very calming way, and so I went on Thrift Books and I, I found a, cute, a few that looked cool. Man, I looked up like what he had in his catalog, and I ended up finding a few on there that were cool. So those are still on the way, but I ordered a couple, and then also. Um, like you know anything in life you you become aware of something something pops up and so he popped up the other day on my twitter feed on he was on the news and he was talking about stuff and he was talking about the the protest and what he said was you try and you fail and but but you try and you fail better you keep trying and keep failing better uh is what samuel beckett said and so samuel beckett was an irish author who I was aware of and had to read some plays by in English at, at, at University of Iowa. So, um, but I thought that that was insightful as well. It's like sort of like we said. It's like these protests are are important and they aren't necessarily the end, but they need to continue to make to make change. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting time in a lot of ways. I feel at least. I think t- I think so too. I mean, I think that this is also some some part of social media's benefit, or, or I mean, uh, like the benefit of social media yeah. is the ability to spread these movements. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool because in a lot of ways, I trust social media. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little bit weird, but it is just cool to be able to see things where just everybody has a camera. And you can mm-hmm. just watch that shit. I like that. I like Me that too. a lot. Me too. I have some sort of comfort in that. You just get to see... Yeah, I mean, it, just like if I were to record something crazy, you know what I mean? You would know that you can get it out. Yeah, this could be seen on a you know grand level. Um, it is nuts how... There's, like, a lot of still crazy videos of, you know, like, a pregnant woman in a car getting, like, pepper spray shot at him. And, like, the husband's, like, or, I don't know, maybe, you know, partner is, like, yelling, like, dude, there's a pregnant lady in this car. Fuck you. And then they just, like, <laughs> shoot it again. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, pepper spray bullets. And, like, clearly, like, the guy's, like, antagonizing him. But still, like, bro, like, you can't just, like, keep shooting pepper spray at pregnant women. Yeah. It's just nuts, and I feel like there's just so much of that that it's like, oh my god, I don't even know, like, people are probably getting away with it too in a lot of ways, even those people that are on film might even be getting away with it, you know, if you can't yeah. identify them. Or they don't even care to look into it, because it's one of their guys. Yeah. Um, there's just so much of that shit. So much. And... It would be interesting if there was, like, somehow it was, like, known what each officer did. And this is sort of the great test. <laughs> wow. That, like, <laughs> that'd be funny. You know, there's just like something in the badge that tracks it. And so you can see when it's other so footage of that. We can link it to the, oh, it's clearly this guy. And that's definitive proof. And so these, <laughs> these riots are just saying like, you know, like, do, do what you think you got to do. And they're like, bro, you did that. Get the fuck out. That was a test. <laughs> <and you fit." laughs> yeah. Like they just have everybody monitored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think somebody the other day was just murdered by the tear tear gas by you can you can die from tear gas. 
It's kind of scary, considering it happened here. <laughs> right. You probably have to have a hefty dose or some breathing issues, but yeah, I'm sure it could happen. Yeah, man. I, yeah, it sounded like this woman didn't even have asthma or anything. But. I was talking to Cassie's mom about it a little bit because when she was she was an MP for a while, and so part of that training, you like went to this like big auditorium, they shut the doors and set off tear gas, and you had to like go down the line and like say your name and like your phone number or something just to like make sure you're like coherent. Maybe your social security, I think she said, which is funny. And then you had to yeah, everybody had to do that one after the other before you could leave. And, um, wow, and just a room full of tear gas? Yeah, yeah. You're just waiting in line? Well, and actually, I think first they had on masks, so it was to show them, okay, masks, you're completely fine, and then everybody had to take them off and go through that drill, yeah, before you leave. And she said it didn't affect her terribly, but that it really just does affect everybody differently. Yeah. So, like, you know, she definitely didn't enjoy it, and it burnt. Her skin was, like, what she felt most. It just, like, burns. Yeah, um, you're, but like some your people it was skin. like yeah. it was like just like tears streaming down the face, snot falling out of the nose, just like every extremity is just like trying to flush it, and just like getting so flustered that you're not breathing right, so that it's even worse. Coughing, choking, you can't say your name and your social security number, so it's like getting like taking longer. Damn, dude. I mean, it's so nuts to think that they just tear gassed a bunch of people that you know, like that's like. It's a military weapon, man. Yeah, yeah. You're just dropping a military weapon on just like these civilians. <laughs> it's pretty crazy to me, but the rubber bullets yeah. are weird too. Yeah, like I just keep seeing pictures of people with just like giant bloody gashes on like their foreheads. I'm like, what's going on? Dude, yeah, that reporter got shot in the eye. There was multiple people that have lost their eye. I think. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, I think you're supposed to bounce them. Is what I've heard. But they're not yeah, but there Which are is, some people. Even that, that sounds weird to me because it's like if you're bouncing them, I feel like you're gonna get more headshots. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like that's just as bad. I mean, it's worse. Yeah, like you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know where that's bounce. going. It might take a little bit of speed off it, but man. Dude, I think I, okay, it's kind of unconfirmed, but I think that the the like Tuesday night, like so to go all the way back to Tuesday, we were we were out for a while, and you know did that route to the courthouse and, and the jail and there were police at each spot but they weren't really listening and so we ended up going to like that johnson johnson county administrative office type thing by like on the way to you know me every every direction revolves around mcdonald's so it's like if you're going from mcdonald's uh <laughs> it's uh it's like it's kind of on the way to mcdonald's if you're going down benton from gilbert um I don't okay know if, if you go- <laughs> okay so the mcdonald's on riverside yeah, yeah. So like, if you, Benton, it's like Benton, a one-way spot. It's kind of like a one-way spot. Like it's a weird intersection. But um, there's this like little police administrative, administrative building. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyways, we were all out there, and somebody, somebody, possibly not a part of the crew. I mean, I don't know, man. Somebody swung a bat at one of the windows, and so there was just loud noise. This crack of a window. And before we knew it, I mean, I don't know for sure, but it really seemed like there was rubber bullets shot at windows to get us all to run and scatter. So we all ran. So, like, I think we got rubber bullets shot at us, too, on Tuesday. 
but it was like a little bit harder to tell because it was more about like you had no idea where it came from and but it's just like you heard these like boom boom and i look to the right and i see what looked like a bullet you know a layer a, a window up from from all of us and so that was a pretty scary moment um but i kind of it kind of slipped my mind i kind of forgot about that i think we had gotten rubber bullets shot at us too <laughs> <laughs> now that i now that i think about this yeah i i i didn't get any confirmation on it that's the only thing but yeah to me to me it's what it seemed like what happened it, it was just so much chaos that like nobody knows what's going on you know yeah Did, are, are anybody out with you guys um kind of like dressed for it oh yeah we have a full team of medics we have um a lot of people bring like helmets and vests and um goggles for for yeah, tear I was going to ask about that. You think, oh, goggles for tear gas. I was curious how goggles hold up on rubber bullets. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, like, you know, I was wearing some science lab goggles, bro. Yeah. Science lab? Do they breathe? Well, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't know if these, these, these weren't necessarily science lab, science lab because they didn't go over the nose. Mm. But they kind of looked like science lab. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because part of me thought there were vents on the side, but then I thought about it. That probably doesn't make a lot of sense for science. They probably are sealed. Yeah, but normally, like, before we're approaching kind of, like, a police-zoned area, we'll have, like, a big circle of people, and then they'll, they'll bring all the medics to the middle, and they'll have them all kind of walking, like, on the side of us. Hmm. And they've just recently did an update for, like, encouraging people to bring, like, a little light stick and, like, a few different colors pinned to a few different meanings as to, like, what you are, what you have, what, you know, if you have water, if you are a medic, if you are a director of where we're walking. Interesting. Yeah, it's been pretty organized. Like, the first few nights, it was a little bit like, okay, what are we doing? Um, like, yeah. that night where the rubber bullets got shot, it seemed kind of like, all right, like, I feel this kind of tense energy with, like, people wanting something to happen, but, mm -hmm. like, really, we're just out here to protest and send our message. Like, you know, it's like, I feel like people were a little bit too amped up, and that's what led to the chaos, um, was just people wanting something to happen. <laughs> Um, they just want the police to like make a move, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. but as of late, it's been much more organized and to the point about like, what are we trying to get done? Um, this is why we are out here. You know, we're not out here to, to ca cause a ruckus or to cause chaos. We are just out here to represent a voice. Um, so that's been, it's been nice. I really like DIY um, order. <laughs> yeah, dude, DIY it's organization. Cool. It's cool. That was kind of one of the interesting little takeaways of seeing Minneapolis. You know, maybe two days after. Yeah, you start to like get a sense as to what the leaders are doing. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's just like so local to the point where like, you know, there are a lot of streets being blocked off just by, you know, people. Um, but each intersection was kind of blocked off in a different manner. So it's like every, you know, so they weren't even necessarily all talking, at least to say like, all right, you go block over there, you go block over there, but not even like picking one method. Everybody kind of had their own, mm. which is just like kind of a cool way to view it all. Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of everybody would just step up and do what they thought was best in the way that they thought was best, and it worked. I like that a yeah. lot. I like that too. And it's kind of funny because when we were driving in, we're like, we don't even exactly know like where the protests are. And like part of you like is expecting like, do we just like get the town and there's like signs like saying like protesters this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like what we like thought, but which actually wasn't terribly like off. And we were even joking like I was like, so like to protest like. Where do we park? Is <laughs> <laughs> there gonna be a spot for lunch? You know, like just like viewing it like in that way, which is like, you know, I was doing it partly comedically, but also like where the fuck do we park? Like we, we do have to like pick up yeah. like the logistics side of it. Um, yeah. But even that was sort of like it actually was like pretty well. You know, you're you start to get closer, and you can just tell that you're getting closer because you're seeing people on foot carrying water, big things of water bottles. Even like we stopped at a gas station to fill up and. Um, people were just walking out of it with two big things of water bottles, you know, 48 water bottles each. Right. Yeah, two so, big cases. Yeah, that they just passed through, uh, throughout the protest. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what we yeah. did too. Trash bags, you know, um, milk of magnesia, water. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so you just can kind of tell that you're getting closer and you get to the point when you can barely find any parking spots and you snag one and you start walking in the direction that most people are. Or you can kind of tell if there's people walking both ways, you can kind of tell like who feels like they're leaving it and who feels like they're gone. Yeah, um, and then you find it, and you see like churches with stands, or even just like random like corners that just like have big piles of water, so you can kind of drop things off. Um, yeah, and then obviously you can hear megaphones. So you can get around. It was interesting. There was definitely like one big intersection, which I think would have been like right about where he was murdered, where there was wow. just um. And I didn't even actually know that at the time. But there was just like a bunch of flowers being put down which I didn't even consider that but I was like that's beautiful like I, I, I wish that I would have kind of brought flowers yeah but and they were in the streets so you're like trying to you're like stepping over them but like you know you're in this like large kind of crowd of people um, mm. high traffic so like a lot of them were kind of like smashed into the pavement you know and like dying like the petals of these leaves are like black and on their creases you know and kind of like dying in the street yeah and like you know that just sinks your heart like what a there's no better metaphor than that yeah dude and then so then to learn that like that's like about exactly where it happened it was like man like i didn't know that but like you know i knew that Hmm. like you felt what it what it would feel like to to get that understanding by just seeing it oh yeah yeah, very, just very felt. clear. And the yeah. only thing I can really... Well, I don't know. I guess, like, the thing that comes to mind when I think about that is just, like, visiting the, the 9-11 uh, memorial is, like, super powerful in a very similar way where they just, like, did a perfect job of 
representing how it feels. Because the 9-11 memorial is just like the full, the footprint of the building. So you get the sense of scale of at least like that dimension. Wow. Um, and it just, around the perimeter of it, it has the names of everyone who was in the building, who lost their life. So you've got that and you can just look at these names and you know like people will put like little flowers and stuff and people they so, you know so you get like not only like you get a sense of the human scale and like what these like you know the connections that these people still have even though they're not here and then all of it just kind of sinks down many floors it just falls and it's all water it's rushing down the walls and it kind of flattens out in the middle and then goes down a second drop that you can't see the bottom of. Hmm. So it's just like everybody's standing around and all of these names and it's all funneling down into this like bottomless void. And it just feels like, like just like this deep sorrow and tragedy that will never really be filled. And it's just going to this place that we don't totally understand. But just like looking at it, you just really got the feeling of it like i think mm. even if you know and i'm you know i was five. successful in its design <laughs> perfectly successful because i was from five, the design so like, i like itself. didn't yes like i didn't totally understand you know i'm still trying to figure out what that day actually means because i was i was only able to experience it as a five-year-old so i was yeah, just dude. kind of able to get at glimpses of I didn't viscerally feel anything I don't think but except for you know seeing everyone you know feel it you get some sense and then as you grow but but yeah I mean I think that that you know that memorial is just yeah so successful at that feeling that I didn't have but maybe would have and do have um, growing up in this time and but that's just kind of how I felt about the flowers kind of smash. Just, you kind of got a got a clear feeling emotionally of the empathy that is required yeah, to, something uh, that's to understand the situation. Mm-hmm. Something that's beautiful and alive, but smashed in dirty pavement. By like yeah. shoes, you know, boots. And we didn't even, like, yeah, I mean, it's heavy because, like, none of us wanted to. Like, it wasn't, like, meant to happen like that. But, you know, flowers in a street are vulnerable. Yeah. That's that's heavy. So you guys just went out to Minneapolis that weekend we before we got there, right? Or did you go back again? Yeah. No, just that one time. Just that one time. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything going on in Ames? I don't know. And I, I asked yeah, Cassie that the other day, because um, really, like, I, I imagine a lot of people are just going to Des Moines, since it's so close. Uh, she seems to think that there are some things, but, like, I don't think it's... I don't know. I haven't, like, heard about it, but I also... It just seems like Ames is more spread out, or at least, I don't know, though, because they do have their downtown and then their old downtown, so it could be... In you know, happening in those places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't even think I've interacted with a police officer yet in my year here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just interacted with those 
was that group that was huddled when I went out to go get the tequila. Yeah, that's true. That's hilarious. And so that you might have been the first. Cassie said yeah. she had, when she worked at Cornbread, um, there was one of the prep cooks. He would just, like, prep cook, like, once a week, maybe, like, Sunday morning or something. He'd prep, come in and prep some food. And then one day he came in for a takeout order a different time of the week and was, like, full, like, on-duty police officer. She's like, wait, you're, like, the guy. She's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was, like, her only interaction with the police officers, one that she worked with without knowing the guy. Hmm. Wow. So I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I think, obviously, the experience might not be normal. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what the people feel about the police here. It's, it's a tough call. I know we have... I, don't, some, I, I can't really read Ames. <laughs> right. And I feel like I'm also like... I don't know. Like, I don't go... I'm sure I would interact with police if I go to the more college party park. Mm-hmm. I'm just never over there. Just yeah. not necessarily... The cops don't really go around your world, what yeah. you do, yeah. out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not out Your there. world out in the woods. I read this shit. I rule this. <laughs> <laughs> the game is mine. Yeah, man, it's hard not to... When I was talking to Munson about it, it's you, it's kind of similar to the the when the pandemic hit, uh, this feeling that like, wait a second, nothing matters actually, mm-hmm. we just have this pandemic that like, controls actually like when it comes down to it makes you realize that all that matters is that we need to you know. Eat to survive and stay healthy, you know, and and, and that also it brings to light the realization that we we appreciate socialization you know when you take it away uh-huh. um we we realize we, we real, you know we we value that so then like i had this similar feeling with with all this black lives matter stuff it's like wait a second actually like nothing matters right now at all except fighting for this change yeah. like just in this moment at least but then you have to kind of calm yourself down and you have to realize like okay it's a long battle, so do your research, but also, like, don't let it consume your entire being. Mm-hmm. Sort of where I'm at with it now. Right, just because, like, we are, in a way, new to this. Exactly. Doesn't mean exactly. it's new. Yeah, exactly. So, I feel like I, I've got my head in a good place with all of it, and I'm just going to try and be better, but... It doesn't need doesn't mean that I need to like change what I do, you know, mm-hmm. or I guess in terms of like I I get creative with my hours, you know. So still trying to feed that part of my my soul, sure. while also trying to learn more about what I can do towards ending racism. Yeah, that is, I mean, that's definitely something I can relate to, just like all, just with all of these kind of very serious and real things being brought to the attention of just like having things that are bullshit just kind of fall away. 
Yeah, like the bullshit that like I love, you know, like normal. Uh huh. And I guess just like on the Corona side of things, yeah, like when I'm riding my motorcycle or something, I went through Pella. I'm like, oh, mm. Pella, Iowa, they have a tulip festival every year. Like, you know, it's still, you know, it's still springtime. Like, I wonder. And I was like, well, wait, that's, you know, that's canceled. And I was just, it's just weird, like, how the summertime is usually full of all these events that are just like people put a tremendous amount of effort into putting up an event with music and food and drinking and everybody comes out and that's like what we look forward to and that's what we do and that's what makes summer so great which um, is what makes life so enjoyable yeah <laughs> and it's just those are all you know all of those are gone and it's yeah and it's it's it's, it's like those are see how we just are like entertaining ourselves it's, it's like without it stuff that we do to entertain ourselves meaningless without mm-hmm. those things that i'm used to giving me meaning and things to look forward to without a tulip festival and hill climb my phone's been you know i got a one week notification hey hill climbs in a week and then, hey hill climbs tomorrow hey hill climbs today i'm like no it's not like i canceled but like it's just my google calendar you know i put that in there yeah yeah. So it just kept reminding me, and like, because I've never been to hill climbing. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. I just drive dirt bikes up a steep hill in my hometown, you know. Um, but all of those things, yeah, they're just not around. They um, just don't matter, yeah. They just don't they're matter. They're not and, around because of the pan- pandemic, yeah. And it just kind of is leaving me with a bit of an existential dread of like, man, nothing matters. Like, we are just, we have just been bullshit. We have just been entertaining our, ourselves. Filling our time here. Yeah. We have just been entertaining ourselves with this privilege, in a way. The fact that we're able to just, yeah. you know, just to live and not care about those societal deep issues. Yeah. So long. Well, I mean, I think it's universal though too. I think that it's like bigger than that. I guess mm-hmm. that it's almost a human condition that we are just entertaining ourselves. Oh, a metaphysical rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, I've been reading about rebellion, um, just because I happen to have a book about it that I ordered. That one that I was like telling you about a little bit when i when i was researching like rebellion in art and i was talking about how like some people view you know oh damn what was i saying like i forget the example i gave but it was something like an art piece to one person could be could mean so much but to another person it could just be a, a pair of shoes or something I, I forget exactly what it was damn but um yeah, I happened to order this book a while ago on Revolution just because there was this French author from the 40s and 50s that was, like, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and I, when all this started happening, I was like, dude, I should go back and look into this book on, on Revolt, you know? And I read the first few chapters, and, like, it starts off with just rebellion, and then it goes into metaphysical rebellion. So rebellion is just simply the act of saying no to when you recognize something that is unfair between human or society, you know, which is what we're dealing with kind of right now. Um, 
But then metaphysical rebellion is when you 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 look at the up to the gods and you say no, this is not fair. <laughs> it's a matter of the mind, you know, the rules of uh of um the game that life has, you know, is is been proven to you to be unfair and so you demand revolution within the way you know you you bring god to your level <laughs> in a way yeah so it's good to have a word for it metaphysical rebellion not only a word yeah but beautiful set of words yeah i i ended up like throwing that into the text back to my dad and that's the one part that i've kind of been kicking, kicking myself about it's like dude i should not have dropped that bomb i did not want to sound like that dude pulling up his pants and pushing his glasses up against his nose yeah I you know, this like is not the time line where he like he drops a line like that to a girl and then just like immediately regrets it yeah you know what i'm talking about at all i don't Cause it's ah, called, I don't mean to sound this odd. It's awkward. This is not the way I want it, but I can't think of the line that does it. Wow, what a great song. This is not the daily con. This is not the. This is not yeah. the way you want it. I'm just looking up. Yeah, cause he's talking about they don't understand. Yeah, the crab that's in the sand don't see the sea. I need a sack. You know, that's like the metaphor for people not seeing something. I don't remember what it is, but whatever, he explains it, and, like, really well. And then he's just like, fuck, I didn't, like, I wasn't going to go there. Like, I wasn't going to do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Almost like, now you see me like this, but also like, and that's me. You know? <laughs> uh, he's cool. He's very talented. Yeah, man. While we're on existential grief, yeah. Um, I think that was a bit of, yeah. Uh, what did you say? Ex existential rebellion. I said grief, because that's what I was about yeah, to Yeah, well, about. Metaf metaphysical rebellion, but, but yeah, it comes from existential grief of the realization that, you know, the way that the universe is made up is is unfair. Yeah. So, it's unfair to the player, you know. I was like, as the as the as the sailor goes through the sea and the storm comes upon him, he says, "Look at the unfairness I must go through," you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. In my just like little reading, the author just on a little quip was like, "I was feeling a lot the fourth stage of grief," you know. And so I was like, "Oh shit!" Feeling yeah. a little what? I, I don't know, they were like saying like Lost? they were feeling no no, I don't remember what they were feeling, whatever it was. It was, you know It was the fourth stage of grief. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, like that's something like I've definitely heard about, but like I kinda of forget like what those are. Yeah. And so it's like let's bring that up. And so here the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Huh. And I was like, that's like really helpful to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was even thinking about it, just because, like, with this whole, you know, with, with Cassie accepting a job in Iowa City, um, I think I've kind of been going through those um, without exactly knowing those words, but I kind of look at that, I'm like, yeah, can I? You kind of can see this. Check? It's so wild right. that that's an actual thing. Right? And I love that's, whoever that's, discovered that. Like, dude, that's like, yeah. Hugh, that's like a Hugh Prather's, like, motherfucker. 
But just a little note yeah. book that just goes, here's what happened, here is how I feel right now, next I feel this Dude. way. And then they and then they go, okay. It's so fun. And then, then to it happens read to them that. again, something else happens to them. And they go, Oh, I'm feeling this and I'm feeling this. I'm like, I wonder if that's gonna be next. Okay. And then they go, Hey, do you ever feel denial, then anger, then bargaining, then depression, then acceptance? And they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which the bargaining one is the one that, like, I can't quite wrap my, I'm, that's the one that, like, I'm like, hmm, I don't know, like, that's not one that I've identified before, but, like, I'm curious to keep an eye out for that. But also, I mean, this is a five, and then people also ask, what are the seven stages of grief? What are the eight stages? So it looks like there's some, can be some guilt there's in there. Some, there's some different kinds but of... But it, it always ends in acceptance and hope. <laughs> Dude, that's what, that's what, uh, Henry was... He wrote that script on for that movie. They said to get better was he wanted to show the stages of grief, mm. which I think is a good, is a cool way to like go about working on a script. You know, <laughs> gives you a nice outline. Yeah, so I'm trying to think about this bargaining one. Yeah, bargaining. Do you think you're like reaching out to you know you're trying to find a middle ground? Well, yeah, and the closest that I can relate on this one is, like, I was just trying to find the positives in it while still feeling like this is an ideal, but, like, well, that'll be cool. Like, you're like, well, I'll be in Iowa City, you know, I'll be in Iowa City more, I guess. I'll be in Iowa City more, and then I was, like, cleaning the house, because I'm like, well, you know, like, if I'm going to be, like, if I'm going to be spending some more time alone, let's, I I kind of have liked living alone in the past, and, you know, so I'll get a dish strainer so that, like, you know... The nice part about living by yourself is you're only cleaning up after your mess, so it's really easy to just like be in a flow. Like, well, that'll be kind of nice. True. So I think that True. was maybe my bargaining, and then that all wore off. Then like I was like not excited about any of those things. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, depression's next. But then you're like, wait, no, like I hated living alone. <laughs> no, I liked living alone, but I just like it, yeah, it, no, just, just... Like, it wasn't sounding fun anymore. Like, just because yeah. it was basically like my laundry piled up. I'm like, oh, now I gotta do my laundry because yeah, I mean, because I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Because I'm the only one that could do this. Yeah. yeah. Because I've always done my own laundry anyways. But, like, yeah. You just realize that, like, that's not actually fun. Like, it's nice when you're doing it, but it's not actually, like, fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, cleaning up after yourself is not... A, it's not a great treat. <laughs> it's a little... <laughs> it's a shine wore off of that, and then you're... Yeah. Stage 45. Which is interesting. What is the, because the, like, you know, AA has like a 10 step program. And I think, I think uh, Russell Brand kind of took that and just tried to do like the 10 step program to like, I think like spiritual awakening, you know, because he's Russell Brand. And yeah. didn't even like change the steps, literally just used the same steps. Oh, of AA? Yeah. Of essentially, uh-huh. like, how do you uh, overcome an addiction to a substance? It's like, how do you overcome an addiction to <laughs> the ego or whatever, you know? Yeah. Which is, it's brilliant. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. genius. Which, I think he wrote a whole book on it, but it's, I'm almost just curious dude, the 10 steps are. It's fun to read through steps like that and dissecting sort of the nature of how an emotion or, or a portion of time happens, you know? Uh-huh. Like that's exactly what the book on revolt is. Um actually it's so like I'm doing this right now with with that is it's just dissecting what a rebellion is and what happens with it and simply what 
you know, what this will do and what that will do. And it's, like, pretty spot on to what's happening right now. And it's so nuts to think about, like, an author writing a book in the 50s and having it just correlate completely to 2020, yeah, you know? Yeah, these things aren't new. It's just, that's what you can do, though, if with these things with these formulas with these outlines of how things work you know mm-hmm. by by figuring out how a thing works it will then be a guide towards dealing with that thing no matter what era you're in because that's how this thing works mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's not how it works in this time it's just how rebellion in its pure you know in the philosophical view of you know how it works and yeah but ultimately so, this is not just the 21st century but this is actually more than it is that this is a time of rebellion it's like i mean dude it, it, is is it doesn't matter this is a time of rebellion like it's, it's dude it's about. mind-blowing man it's, it's crazy mind-blowing. that's beautiful that's wow man doesn't and, just make and, you want to i'm telling you every smart. single page <laughs> every single page i you know well every single page i'm i'm coming across certain lines that i'm like dude I need to get like a pencil or something and underline this, but of course I'm just so like lazy that I don't do that. So, but I mean, I mean, really, like every page, I feel like I'm hitting giant realizations, but also they're so giant that I note to myself to like, okay, reread this chapter later. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's like you feel the realization, you feel that, but but it's so hard to like really let it soak in and completely understand it and. Um, feel like i have a decent understanding but i do want to reread those first two chapters on specifically just the vagueness of rebellion and also metaphysical rebellion mm-hmm. um so man it's been a lot of fun and I'm, I'm glad we got to this area to to discuss that because dude i've been loving it that's so fascinating it's crazy that you can just pick up a book like that and just like legit life changing just that because i'm sure that framework that lets yeah. you understand this not only will you always have that framework, I like that word, um, but I'm sure that that's just going to expand. I feel like the last book that did that for me is that The World Without Us, that thought experiment of what happens if humans were to disappear, where it just like mm. just totally just flipped all of these just assumptions that I kind of had. It's just all like, no, 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 here's here. And I was like, fucking it. Like, it just feels like occasionally you just open up a book and you just feel like it's just truth. <laughs> yeah yeah like, dude wow like it's so crazy because they don't even have to convince you you just read it and just like you know i who is it that says who is like the big acid guy fuck i should know duncan trussell or no, or no uh, <laughs> alan watts no okay in between those two uh i want to say <laughs> not that um both chronologically and <laughs> otherwise <laughs> The I think he was like, well, he's got funny ass voice like Duncan. Whatever, doesn't matter. Um, he just always says like the truth is not fragile. You know, and he's like saying like, yeah. you don't have to tiptoe around the truth. You don't have to watch what you say about the truth. The truth you can knock on. The truth is solid. You can try <laughs> to push it to the ground. The truth stands. I'm like I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. truth the truth is solid what you drinking water okay yeah so yeah i had a scotia coffee but that was before the podcast 
Yeah, same. I went over to Dunn Brothers Coffee. Dunn Brothers. Two M's? Which is over in North North Liberty, yeah. Oh, where? Where at? Over by... You know there's a Fabo over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's right over next to there. Fabo Brothers. Fabo Brothers. My, um, my uh, high school math teacher used to deliver pizzas for North Lib Fabo. Really? Yeah. Yeah, my brother. It looks just like, like it's a new Falbo. But no, no, no. Yeah, he was doing it like there. while he was teaching. Like my brother ordered a pizza, and it's just like Mr. Ferrar. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, he wasn't math. I think he was literature. I don't know. What the fuck? What did he? Yeah, he was literature. Because he used to always use like this big dude with this big old beard, and he would just sweat. He would always wear a like short sleeve white shirt with a pocket protector for his pens. Um, in case, like, a pen breaks, you know, it doesn't run in your shirt. And he would just fucking sweat all the way to his hip every day. And he'd spit and get excited, but he was fun. It was fun to listen to. Um, he would spit? Yeah, just because he'd get excited. I think he's probably, like, you know, Russian descent. Big, funny dude. Um, wow, dude. But I remember dude. he'd always talk about, like, when he'd be on, like, poetry and he'd be like, Today was a relatively good day. I didn't have to use my AK. And he'd be like, he's just like, there's, there's, you know, that's as good as anything, you know. It's like, fuck yeah, bro, go on, let's go. But yes, my brother ordered a pizza. I think it was from Fava. And he opens the door and they just both, like, look at each other. <laughs> and then it kind of clicks. I'm like, oh, shit. That's wild. Yeah. You been talking to Jordan much? No, and I haven't been meaning to. Because he is in the loop, and I, I, I kind of just like gotten a little bit of... My mom had just talked to him this week, and I talked to her, you know. And it sounds like one night they just like rented some bikes at night and just kind of rode around. Dude, yeah, it'd be cool to hear about what he's seen so far in Chicago, because it seems to be kind of a hot spot for it all, too. Yeah, and was it you that was talking about them lifting up the bridges? Yeah, dude. They were just trapping people in the loop. So he's in there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. So that's where things were going down, probably. That's what I'd like to hear. And I think he, he said, well, my mom had said that he was taking some photos. I think of like some of the spray paint and things like that. And then he said it just felt wrong, and he just kind of take stopped. photos. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, when I was taking videos, I made it a clear point not to record any video of anybody spray painting because you don't want to get anybody in trouble or caught later on mm -hmm. via your videos. Yeah. I mean, but just videotaping the spray paint itself it's interesting to have that feeling yeah and we obviously need you know photographers and documentarians dude i mean dude yeah i was trying to think like man they're trying to like figure out what skills do you bring to the table so how can you help our diy organized 
group of protesters, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. And I was like, I'm not trying to pretend that I have many other skills other than an artistic eye, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if they needed something like that on staff, you know? Yeah. I'd be willing to help, help provide something in that way, you know? Yeah. Like, they have a social media account now, you know? Like, I have a really nice camera. I don't know. That makes perfect sense. Get yourself a little green uh, glow stick. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Media side of things. Yeah. Media. Media guy. And so I think that that is like a very necessary role. But like I also think I feel where Jordan's going from where if you're not that. It's kind of like when you go to a wedding, you hire a photographer so that not everybody's on their phone. Ooh. Yeah. I, I feel it's kind of like that. You need someone to document it. You need people. So that everybody else can feel comfortable just straight up protesting and not having to worry about putting everything on their stories or. Yeah. And while I'm not discouraging anyone from doing that. Yeah, exactly. But I've, I know. Like, doesn't I put pressure on them to actually one, have to. Uh, yeah. I only. T- I thought I was going to take a lot of photos when we went to Minneapolis, but it, yeah, it just did it for me that it didn't feel right. I took one. Just that. So literally, yeah, just one photo. Um, but yeah, like if I were to have crouched down and got a nice angle on those flowers or something with the people's feet in the background, it, it wouldn't have felt right. Yeah, there's another part of all of this that I can't help but think about as well. If it's not necessarily it's not my moment, you know, I'm just here to learn, mm-hmm. but I'm not here to overstep my boundary in this movement, you know, mm-hmm. it's the, it's, it's people of color's movement. So mm-hmm. here to help, but not to make my voice overheard, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I'll send you the link of that, that documentary that I love. It's just a little 10 minute video, like covers like sort of the night's events. Um, there was one, there was one moment. So it started really raining and that was pretty cool to be like in a protest where it's just pouring rain and you get like just thunder. Um, and I wasn't filming during that part, obviously, because I was using my camcorder, which was really old. And it was early on in the protest, too, the part in which I was still a little uncomfortable filming. Um, kind of like Jordan or, you know, you're, you're saying. But as the night went on, I got more and more comfortable just kind of committing to it. Um, but, dude, there was this giant lightning strike that went right into this like telephone pole right next to all of us it was the loudest noise ever i swear to god i thought my left ear almost was gonna go deaf (laughs) and i was like dude if that one moment could have been on this little documentary it would have been such a better (laughs) coverage of this event but no i think it's a i think it was a pretty cool documentary and you'll get an idea as to what it was like out there Got anything else planned for the day? Uh, nothing, nothing big. Do you check out any uh, Young Frankenstein or Gene Wilder? I haven't done any Gene Wilder, no. 
No, I don't know. I don't think I really... Dude, I watched part of Blazing Saddles. I don't know if you've got Hulu. I have Hulu, yeah. Yeah, there's one on there, Blazing Saddles, which was kind of interesting to watch. I mean... Blazing Saddles, it ends... Do you watch it all? No. Okay. Um, I think I've seen it. And the end especially really got me. (laughs) I mean, dude, it's it's interesting in, in its behavior, in its surrealist behavior of very much like theaterish type acting, you know, just really big acting mm-hmm. all around, and it's kind of fun, man. Like a surrealist western, I think is what Gene Wilder called it. Well, it's so interesting how that whole style of like comedy, like, kind of only existed then. Yeah. And like, because I really, I don't know, maybe I just don't see it, but I, I can't think of anything that even comes close to that same feel. Yeah, it was a unique feel when I was watching. I was like, man, this is very consistent in what it's doing, and it's not doing something much of what anything I've seen before. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's just something to be said about the whole comedy genre. Well, it, and I think that... To change. Yeah, that's true. Because even like, if could... I think about what was happening 10 years ago in comedy, it's not happening anymore, which I'm kind of down with. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... You just you just can't because comedy I guess is the unexpected. You set something up and then you give them something unexpected. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's your stages of comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stages of comedy formula. I don't know if you could tell earlier, but man, I was going heavy on comedy when I was thinking about thinking up that uh, radio info YouTube <laughs> vid. You wanted to make that you, comedy? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I don't know if you if you foresaw that in my. Uh, With, uh, you know you intentions. mentioned a character. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. That's a good name. Hold that word back. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily know the character. I mean, it would be some improvising, you know. But I just yeah. I just think those videos are always a little bit charming and funny. So I was going to kind of ramp up that aspect. Just alone, the idea was funny of, you know, here's how to install your cassette player into your 2001 Toyota Corolla in 2020. Like a brand new video of it. Just thought that that could be kind of goofy. Do you think... I'm trying to get like Acting as if it would like... be a very important, like, you know, this is something you're going to want to do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm almost wondering if you like almost pretend as though you are living in 2002. Ooh, yeah. But like I mean, I think that that's what I want. I want Yeah. I want the the intention to seem as if I think that this is the brand new Toyota Corolla radio. <laughs> <laughs> You can, like, compare it to the past models. Oh. <laughs> Just drop a lot of unneeded information. Yeah. Go on for a while about some little story. You see the 99 Corolla. <laughs> so, basically, like, I got this from my grandma. And, like, my grandma lived out in Arizona for a bit. <laughs> I'm just, like... Oh, my God. Just really get, like, sidetracked a lot. 
Dude, anyway, what if okay, it was like, this is like stupid, <laughs> don't actually do this, but if it was like, yeah, you just go on like that for like 20 minutes, and then it kind of like goes to like a black screen, and it's like, the battery on my camera died. Anyways. Yeah. Just, just, and then you just do like a, like a, like a four card description of how to change the radio. Yeah. Basically just unplug I think it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I think I would even start it how I have my car right now, you know, like I already have the whole thing pringed, like I already took the whole front off and have the radio basically out. So I was going to like just start it with at this point where I'm already like three steps in. <laughs> so basically all I did was just like turn the battery off and then <laughs> you know, like not explain from the beginning. Start that's where I got the idea of that from was because I was watching a video where he was just kind of saying like, okay, basically you do this thing that I didn't show you. and Dude, there's yeah. potential for this to have a lot of dislikes. <laughs> You're right, because that's a big part of YouTube I'm going at. And that's specifically someone coming not for comedy. That's so true. So I feel like if you don't, which I mean, that kind of makes it funnier. That you're You're pretty much just trolling. Like, it's not for practicality. It's just a trolling video. Yeah, exactly. If, if you're going that route. But you could yeah, also like I'd have to commit to actually that. really useful and entertaining. That's, That's the choice, true. I guess. But how? How, you know? It's like... Well, does anybody else actually offer the advice? Is the advice actually out there? Yeah. That's like how it got, you know, going on it. I mean, but there were not great, there wasn't great videos, which is why I got the idea to do. Originally, it was like, that could be funny, and also, like, I could create a video that's a lot better than these people. So there was that aspect that I could have possibly the best radio installation video for a 2001 Toyota Corolla on YouTube. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to shoot for. Yeah, because you can definitely have comedy in anything. It doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to troll to have comedy. Yeah. You can find comedy and also have practicality. Mm-hmm. With mostly comedy. <laughs> but extremely practical. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. I just shot, like, a little thing the other day with uh, my friend Sean. Dude, what if you did... Cool. What if you just do a 2001 Camry radio unboxing? <laughs> Whoa. Because <laughs> I feel like that one is like just straight comedy. Oh, dude, you know what's funny? I got the 2002 radio. Mm-hmm. So I could pretend it's 2002 and that I just got this new radio and it, guess what? It works for my 2001. So if you're like me, yeah, like you just got the car last year. Backwards got your compatible, brain. so you can still <laughs> use it with your own ones. Yeah, like basically, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go out and get a new car. You know, I got this car. It's got a lot of miles to go on it, but I do understand in the new model, there's a new radio, and the radio is compatible. So I went ahead to eBay. And I, <laughs> I got me a 2002 radio, and today I'll be installing it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I think you don't want to, like, directly ever say that it's 2001 or two, but just try to hint at it as strongly as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. 
Here's how to install a brand new radio into your <laughs> to your 2001 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> I was also thinking about maybe doing kind of a cinematic one where like I don't necessarily ever talk to the camera, but it just kind of shows me it's like a short film where like i just install it um and maybe i do like a voiceover if you can't really tell but just like this real film looking video of me like doing the whole thing like a, a day in the life of changing <laughs> like getting radio. the whole getting the whole coverage and everything but never like talking to the camera you know mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. There's this YouTube channel that I found that I haven't, that like I've lost now. But it was this uh, older fella who was just kind of like a handyman. And he was like, the video that I watched, it was him building a, a like ramp uh, onto his mother's house. You know, just in the front, a nice wooden ramp for her to use. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just showed the whole day. And it was like probably like a 20 minute video of the whole process with this like really relaxing voiceover of him just kind of dropping some knowledge, kind of explaining, but not necessarily a whole step-by-step. -step. And then just kind of talking about the ethos of hard work. And remember one of the things he mentioned was he's like, there's this whole movement around working harder or working smarter, not harder. Hmm. And I don't necessarily ascribe to that. There's plenty of tricks you can do to make your work easier, but I think we've lost an emphasis on just working. Hmm. If you start when the day starts and you put the hours in, you'll get it done. And you'll learn along the way. You'll know how to do it next time. And yeah, it was just like so wholesome and just like nice to watch and kind of insightful. And he would give tips like, it's a, it's a weird one to say, but it is, um, if when you're on your knees, do everything you can do on your knees and then stand back up. <laughs> it's like not wasting <laughs> trips like this, like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like there was legitimate tips, but yeah, it was just like so nice to watch. I wasn't building a ramp. I was just watching it and it was like, yeah, just really wholesome. I wouldn't mind finding that again. And like yeah. well shot. You just felt like you spent the day with him, like in front of his mom's house, building her this thing. He's just enjoying it. The sun's coming up the breeze. I'll take a little break, drink some lemonade or whatever, you know. And then he gets that satisfaction of looking at his hard work paying off at the end of the day, and you kind of get a taste of it too. Yeah. It's funny when me and Bryce were playing Farm Simulator, and he was saying, God, I feel like I accomplished something. Yeah, like <laughs> I just did something, yeah. yeah. And I've been city playing in city skylines. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Humans are easily fooled. Yes, they are. Well, I don't know, man. I'm just hoping I can start to plan this trip. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, no word back from Hob yet, but um, I really hope that this works. And I hope it happens soon.
I hope that for you as well. You guys will have fun. Do you know when Cassie starts? Like, oh, I feel like I know, but I, you know, I, it's hard to keep those those numbers, those information. Like, any any plans to come to town anytime soon? Or well, so you've been talking to Bryce at all? Or so the start date was going to be the fifteenth, but I think they moved it back one week. Um, mm. Bryce, yeah, I was floating the idea. I mean, he's about in the same spot where he just doesn't know what he's allowed to do. Yeah. Um. But I'm down whenever. <laughs> I guess. Just try and get together and do something. Yeah, and I guess. I, you know, I could stay in North Liberty too. I got other places that I could stay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because um, I felt like that was. Yeah, that one still of the might be. That still might be easier. Um, I mean, we could also, like. Just do an all-day thing or something. Yeah. Well, it's also kind of you know, camping weather, too, actually. Put the tent out. True. Very guy. true. And, you know, they expect that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you think that, think that, like, right? Because we're not even in the house. Yeah. Won't Just sleep in my backyard. Yeah. It's a good backyard. It is. One of the best. <laughs> I just mowed it the other day. Did you? Yeah, it's my first mow. Shit. What'd you think? Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. It's really simple. <laughs> yeah. And it's pleasant to watch the grass look better. Mm, yeah. You know? It's like one of those where I was like, alright, I can mow it. And like, wait a sec, like... Does it really need to be? Alright, well, I'll just do it. And then when you do it, you're like, wait, this looks a lot better. Yeah. Like every time you vacuum. Ooh, yeah. 